it starts with you. It's not about where you're at right now, but like who you are right now and where you want to be. Like you got to really think about your future, man. Um, paint that picture. Who do I want to be in five years and how I'm going to make that happen? That's what I did. The top three responses that I get when I ask, why do you want to leave corporate America? Are that you want financial freedom, you want to own your own time, and you want to build a legacy for this generation and generations to come. Now, this is not a solo job. In order to transition from your nine to five into entrepreneurship, it's going to take community and it's going to take resources. And I've created the community of pioneers who are going to wrap around you and help you make that transition successfully. So if you're interested in leaving your job, go ahead and click that information below. Let's get into the community and let's transition from your nine to five into entrepreneurship successfully. Now let's get back to the episode. Welcome back to another episode of the Work and Play Podcast. I'm your host, Arielle, and I got a great guest today, Mr. Leander Howard II. Yeah. Look, I got to get the whole thing in there. What's yeah. going on? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. Thank you for joining me. I appreciate you. It's about to be a good conversation because one thing is I typically... Um, on my on my podcast so far, I've had my boss friends talk about their their career journeys from corporate to entrepreneurship or up the corporate ladder. Yeah. Um, and typically, we talk so much about like how we've spent so long in corporate that we're trying to figure out what we want to do next. So the cool thing about your journey is you done you you like at the precipice from college to corporate, yeah. and so you still remember a little bit of what that feels like. Yeah. You're still working on like your um, your momentum in corporate, and now you're into entrepreneurship, which there's so many different transitions we can get into with your story. Right. So without further ado, you want to introduce yourself to the folks? Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm Leander Howard the second founder and CEO of Spark Your Resume. We're an online resume writing and career advancement services company. So. Helping real people obtain real results is like our slogan, um, but we help entry-level, mid-career, and executive professionals pretty much develop their professional brand as a top performer in their industry. Yes, and your tagline is 3% better results than what? Like, because I, I saw on your, right, you get like better, 3%, um, 3% better results in their like job search, or is it? So we've had, we've had a 99% interview rate 99% interview rate. Yeah, so when so our goal at Spark Your Resume is to really um, land you more interviews, right? Because mm -hmm. I can't necessarily be our client mm -hmm. at the interview, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Nobody, that's impossible, right? Absolutely. But we can help you, you know, gain traction, mm -hmm. um, gain visibility, mm -hmm. um, and teach you how to use the number one platform for professionals, LinkedIn, so. Absolutely. Yeah, that's the goal. Even for business owners, like, I've even thought about, you know, helping creators and entrepreneurs build their brand on LinkedIn because LinkedIn is honestly the number one platform for organic reach, probably besides TikTok. Absolutely. So, you would be surprised. One of the biggest things that I talk to my clients about yeah. is building their professional brand on LinkedIn. And the, the fear behind that is oh. Oh. my company and, and like my professional brand as it is and not oh. trying to sell myself as an entrepreneur. So. Before we even get into that part, what made you get into like Spark Your Resume? What was the, the impetus of that? Yeah, so um, I was at Georgia State, right? Graduated uh, May 2020, marketing and finance, dual degree. But before I graduated, um, I was, I played football when I first got there. And then I quit football like 2017 summer. Okay. Because I had like a 1.9 GPA. GPA wasn't looking too good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I knew I wasn't going to the league, okay. right? Mm -hmm. So, um, 
I had to make a decision, right, to let football go and pursue a career in business because that's the, really the main reason I came to Georgia State University in the first place was to get a marketing um, degree. I wanted to be a business student. I was in FBLA in high school. Mm-hmm. Like business was always around me. Like I was always interested in it anyway. So yeah. um, went to Georgia State, got the marketing degree. And then my mom, she kind of convinced me to do the finance degree. So that's when I started, I uh, declared my double major. Um, okay. 2017, going into my junior year of college. How did she convince you? Were you She's like, money is everything. You need to do finance. And I'm like, I don't know about finance, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, lo and behold, I got the degree. Got the degree, mm-hmm. you know. And honestly, that was probably one of the best decisions I've ever made because now I understand currency mm-hmm. and how value it can be to individuals, companies, yeah. whatever, like whoever, right? And I understand how the economic system works. Right. So, and I think that's a lot of like a lot of people need to understand that. Because right. they don't. Yeah. And you make decisions based on emotions rather than um, Logic. Mm-hmm. Logic, exactly. Mm-hmm. So um, I got into the finance degree, got my degree. But before that, I got internships. Okay. So I got an internship at Wells Fargo, uh, 2018. Moved to Minnesota, paying me like, I think, $19, $20 an hour at 20 years old. Okay. People are like, how are you doing and stuff? Like, mm-hmm professionals not getting paid that much you know what I mean so and that was I think yeah 20, 20 2018 summer okay um so minimum wage I think it's still 725 an hour back then so absolutely um doing pretty well at 20 per se and then went up there 10 week program um got to know like the CEO I got in a town hall meeting to actually ask a question to the CEO while I was an intern like employees haven't even got an opportunity to do that even if for two months right but i was always a networker like i knew my my internship experience was getting get in and meet as many people as possible yes like forget your work like don't forget your work but forget your work no absolutely like, do what you got to do but you're there for 10 weeks bro. Mm-hmm. like they're not the, they're not gonna remember the work you did they're gonna remember the people you met and how you made them and feel. How you made them feel. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. There you go. You're already on game. So <laughs> that's really all people remember is how you make them feel. Maya yeah. Angelo. Um, yeah. Shout so, out. Shout out. Mm-hmm. So um, I did that, and then I got back. So I was. I'm, I'm. I'm very strategic. So I'm thinking, okay, I got a year left in college. I need to get a part-time job. Yeah. My like, Wells Fargo has part-time jobs. Okay. So now I'm networking, I'm, I'm building relationships. I'm like, hmm, can I be a teller while I'm in school? Okay. 25 hours a week, so I get the teller job. Soon as I, like, in the internship, as soon as I get back, next week I'm starting as a teller. Okay. Because I'm already inside the company. Mm-hmm. And my goal was to get in banking. Because finance, banking, is like, the first thing I think about when I think about finance is banking. Right. Especially at that age. And I'm like, I need to get a banking job. So let me get a teller job that's like, you know, the entry level position. You don't really need experience, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I got the teller job right after the internship. And I worked that job literally the whole year. So from August to like May of next year until my next internship, 25 hours a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, eight hours days at the bank. Yeah. Crazy. Like, well, Saturday was nine to one because the bank closed at one. But okay. every other day, 
eight hours a week. So I work in like 25, 20, almost 30 hours a week, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. So while, I'm in school. while you're in school. Yeah. So you did Wells Fargo. What was your second internship? Arthur Blanks Foundation. Oh. So I worked at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Um, and then I was a president of my business fraternity. And that's how I really got into Sparky Resume. Okay. So people already come to me like, yo, how are you doing this? How are you getting these internships? How are you landing these full-time jobs? Like, how do you interview? How do I write a resume? How do I brand myself on LinkedIn? I was always making LinkedIn content before I even thought about having a business. And that's where I try to like teach like just everyday people. Like you can be a thought leader in your space by talking about what you know. Mm -hmm. Talk about what you know. And yeah. I think everybody's a freelancer. My mindset shift is like, the person you're working for or the company you're working for right now is your client. Yes. You can determine how many clients you have. And you're on a long-term contract. But COVID has shown us that that client can end that contract whenever they feel like it. Right. Or you can walk away from that contract whenever you feel like it. Right? So what are you going to do when that does happen? And how are you going to establish your brand to gain the next client? I love it. Yeah. You talking real? Look, yeah. you know, you talking real spicy yeah. for the folks in corporate who don't know how to do this. No, that's a fact, though. So you, um, you said you've always been a networker. Yeah. You also mentioned that you were in a business fraternity, right? Yeah. Alpha Kappa Psi. Alpha uh, Kappa. Okay, shout out. Shout out to Alpha Kappa Psi. So what about you? Um, built that networking, like what what instilled that networking part of you? Yeah. And really, or did it come from like this natural instinct? I mean, I knew. At the end of the day, people were the people were the people that making decisions. Yeah. People make decisions. Yeah. So I had to know the people that make decisions. Mm hmm And I eventually want to be that person that can make the decisions. Yeah. So I want to learn from the people that's already doing it. And that's why I try to teach other people, like, stop. Like, you gotta really pick and choose who you get information from. Right. Because everybody's not verified to even educate you on a certain topic. Right. So being able to like filter through who's who, how educated they are, you know, what they've done is very, very important. And I think just me putting myself out there mm -hmm. um, and articulating like the value I can bring to other people, but also what I'm looking for. Yeah. Help me in my transition and really meeting the right people. Mm -hmm. So and especially at a young age, like, oh, man, this man is hungry. He's yeah. 20 years old, getting it. Like, it was easy for people to, like, gravitate towards what I'm doing because it's like, oh, he's very ambitious at this right. young age. Mm -hmm. He reminds me of me yeah. at 20. When you can remind other people of them, oh, I got to take this man under my wing. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's how you gain mentors. So, like, man, it's, it's all about relationships. Yeah. And when you can give people a sense of you can they can see themselves in you, it's a no brainer. Like they, yeah. they they're already attracted to you because yeah. they see them in you. You know what I mean? I love how you're talking and I really yeah. love the fact that you are so young and th these are words that a lot of your colleagues hear. Yeah. It's just that it just kind of it seems to fall on deaf ears sometimes, like to capitalize on that youth. And yeah. to capitalize on the fact that people want to help you, very, very successful people will will take, you know, hours out of their time to help a person your age that they won't take for a person who's 35 and it may or may who may or may not utilize it. There you go. But the thing about it is I think what's interesting is 
everybody successful is looking for a person like you to pour into and they pour into so many young people and it doesn't materialize no for sure so that's really cool like like donnie Mm -hmm. you gotta you gotta want to do the work yeah she's only taking clients that wants to do the work I can teach you everything. And you're talking about Donnie Wiggins. So yeah, Donnie, shout out Donnie, to the Donnie, business coach, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Donnie Wiggins. She's uh, a she's yeah. A she's a goat. Absolutely. So let me ask you this. When people look at you, I'm pretty sure they see young and successful at, at your age, right? And I know what that feels like because it's like first when you get that, that six-figure, that five-figure salary that most people even twice your age don't even have, that's a crazy level of success. That's a fact. And then you also sound very um, secure in the fact that you, you're learning, you're soaking in information and you're, you're taking in mentors. But one thing that um, I'm sure, I don't know if you get, is like the skepticism of a young successful person who hasn't been through the stress and, and the struggles of life, right? So can you think about um, even back in college or one of those challenging situations that helped also shape you from a less positive perspective? I mean, yeah. That's- Football scenario, mm-hmm. like that's one that I'll never forget. Like that's mm-hmm. a tough decision. I love football. Yeah. To this day, I watch it all the time. Like I'm a sports fanatic. Yeah. You know what I mean? So letting that go and walking away from that—that that was a big decision. Yeah. Like that was not easy. Like, I got football homies, like friends, all of that, and yeah, later down the line, it paid off. But I had to better myself in that moment. And I think that's very, very important for everybody to take into consideration. Like, mm-hmm. you got to do what's best for you. Yeah. Because two, three years later, by you making that one decision can catapult your career. Absolutely. It's just that simple. The same, that, that's literally what happened to me. Imagine if I didn't walk away from football, didn't have those internships, didn't become the president of my business fraternity. I wouldn't be where I am today. I wouldn't have yeah. the experiences I have today. You know what I mean? So it's ultimately shaped me to the person I am today because I made that one decision to yeah. better my life in the long run. Mm-hmm. Wasn't really worried about the now. I was like, okay, I know what I need to do now to get to where I want to be by the time I graduate. Mm-hmm. So I had a plan. Very strategic. I'm very strategic. Like everything is a it's a play. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm even like going back to my financial models for the business, like I don't really need this. This is not, I'm always a tester. I'm a risk taker. Like, hey, let's test it out. Yeah. I can do one, two, three months with the subscription. It might cost a little more, but let's pay it for three months. Let's see how, let's see how it works. If it doesn't work in three, I'm always willing to test something for three months, one quarter. That's it. I can see the results after three months. If it doesn't work in 90 days, let's, let's, let's get rid of it. You yeah. know what I mean? I think that's just a business. Um, kind of mindset I got into is like test everything for 90 days. Yeah. 30 can, days not going to do nuts. I can even hear you like you're speaking in quarters and I know you've only been in the yeah, corporate space for less than a year but I'm like Finance. Yes, okay. I'm with it. Okay. Okay. Finance. I'm running I'm running reports every quarter. Yes. And I even tell people like implement these financial strategies into your daily life. Like yeah. I got weekly reports, monthly reports, quarterly reports. Really? Yeah. For your personal finances? Personal and, and, and of course, okay, yes. Yeah. Because on the job, you actually do it for your what? for your company. Yes. You have your own business, so you do quarterly reports, exactly. and you have your personal processes of doing exactly. your personal taxes. Even, even the business, though, like, yeah. what do we do in sales this week? Right. How many appointments did we book? How many people canceled? Yeah. Like, how many people did we convert that we actually talked to? Yeah. My CRM tells me all of that stuff after I download the data. Yeah. So tell me, what do you do for Adobe? 
financial analyst. Okay. So I'm in their financial uh, rotational program. Um, so I got, well, I'm in FP&A right now, financial planning and analysis, mm-hmm. uh, working under the um, corporate marketing team. So I'm managing all the the spend for the Japan unit right now uh, for Adobe. Um, so it's pretty, it's pretty cool stuff. I get to see all the numbers and things like that. Um, see how much they're spending and all things like that. So it's pretty, mm-hmm. it's pretty cool. Headcount. I went, I managed headcount for Japan. I manage um, their marketing budget, their marketing spend, how much they want to advertise in different areas of business. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a lot of number crunching. I'm using Excel, Tableau, and PowerPoint really. So all the time, yeah, all, all <laughs> the time, and, and a plan too. And a yeah, plan, yeah. Um, to manage headcount and input data. Um, but but yeah, it's 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 crazy um, to really think about you know what a financial analyst does and how can that you know how can you take those same skill sets and implement it into your own life. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I want to get into all of that. So yeah. you're in a rota- rotational program. Is this your last rotation? Is it like four rotations? Two. So it's two okay. rotations for two years. Two years. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then you pick your first rotation, which I am in. I'm in right now. FPNA. Okay. My, my one year is coming up in August, August 3rd, mm-hmm. but since COVID has kind of like impacted certain things, mm-hmm. our rotation is extending, I think, until like December. Okay. Um, so I'll be in the same role until December, and after that I get to choose a different rotation on like what else do I want to kind of get my, my feet wet um, with in finance. Mm-hmm. So, Have you started thinking about what that could be? Yeah. Um, I Honestly, like I'm really nice with like operations, so like. SOP, standard operating procedures. So mm-hmm. like automation, like what can we do to, you know, save you time yeah. and money as a business? Like I like that type of stuff. And I've already made that for my own business. Like I got to-do lists for every position. You know exactly what you're doing Monday through Friday. Like this is the to-do list for every project. I've created all that stuff myself. Like not saying that's a good thing, but. That's um, a great thing. No, it's a great thing, but I, I would rather pass it off to somebody else so I can handle, you know, other mm-hmm. things in the business. But mm-hmm. you, and that's for entrepreneurs, like I feel like you have to do everything in your business till you can replace yourself. Absolutely, because you got to set the tone. So mm-hmm. I was the resume writer. I was the coach. I was the the salesperson. I was marketing. I was finance. Like until I can find somebody else to save me time and money. Yeah. By freeing up some of my time to scale the business to another level. So. Yeah, it sounds like even that business process would ultimately pour back into your, you know, spark your resumes yeah. and, and allow that to evolve from a process standpoint even. Not for a fact. Have you started thinking about how you'll continue going down a, a year later in your in Adobe versus as well as a year later in your company? What does that look like? Honestly, man, it's tough to run a nine to five and six to ten. Like, trying to give most like duplicate effort to both you know what i mean mm-hmm. and sometimes that don't work out so like sometimes that i'll be like man i'm tired i just gotta i gotta focus on one or the other you okay. know what i'm saying and ultimately you're gonna choose your baby right but at the same time you still gotta perform in that nine to five because honestly that's funding your baby you know what i'm saying so yeah. it's it's a it's a hard you know it's a hard balance it's not it's not easy that you want to still you know, balance fitness, health, right? So I still try to go to the gym on a daily basis. Yeah. Sometimes that might cut down to four times a week, which is still, you know, pretty pretty decent. Pretty um, average person, yeah. Right. But you know, I I'm the I'm the best when I'm in the gym. 
Mm-hmm. It's like when I work out every day, it's like, all right, I'm on my, you know, I'm on my grind. Yeah. Um, and getting to it. So, I mean, I've thought about, you know, what it looked like in a year when I'm working both. Um, I think it's just going to come to more, more structure, more organization, more balance, um, more, you know, goal setting. Mm-hmm. Like having those numbers you reach every quarter, every week, every mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm breaking it down. Like, okay, like 90, 90 day rule. You got your... A good book, Traction by Gino Wickner. Um, great book for entrepreneurs, the EOS, the Entrepreneurial Organizational System. Check that out. Like, that's okay. It will teach you everything about entrepreneurship, and it's very like a visual book. Mm-hmm. And I'm also reading a visual MBA right now. Um, I, I forgot the author. I know his name started with uh, Jason something. But, okay. Um, really, really great book. And it's visual MBA, like getting your MBA degree, but yeah. visual. Like, it breaks everything down from finance, marketing, operations, sales, IT, like I, everything. So it's it's pretty dope. Um, I love it. I love it. Okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah. you're crossing, you cross so many lines and the lines that I see right now, you cross that youth elder line, you cross yeah. the corporate entrepreneur line. Um, and you mentioned that you help clients who are need resumes in college, need resumes like mid-level exec, uh, mid-level corporate employees, yeah. and then you also said executives. So can you tell me, what was it like to have your first like executive client? Yeah, actually, um, we actually about to roll out some case studies so we can have some some social proof. Shout out to D-Shans. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> but nah, like, um, so we got some case studies coming up where I actually did a, I helped a executive level client. He was, um, had a good, he had a, a senior executive role at Ernst & Young. Got laid off due to COVID. Um, came to us based on a referral. Shout out to Darren Roberts. Um, and he mentioned, you know, go to Spark Your Resume. They can help you. And it was like six months in business then. Okay. Our executive package then was like $600. And the way I look at it is like, you invest $600, we get you over a $60,000 salary. You just invest it. One percent into your professional development, mm-hmm. which I honestly think people should invest at least ten percent. Um, but that's a whole different story. <laughs> yeah, right? we can but, get on. We can get into it. <laughs> but uh, um, so he he paid our six hundred dollars our package. You know, we got we did his resume for him. We did his LinkedIn. Um, we give out messaging templates because people don't really know how to communicate mm-hmm. with professionals online. Um, yeah, and then we also have a LinkedIn tutorial. So we actually teach and educate how to use LinkedIn as a job seeker. Yeah. Um, I think it's very, very important. I think that's one thing that separates us from a lot of our competitors in the market is like, we want to not only help you build your professional brand, but also educate you on how to implement the strategies that we offered you. You know yes. what I mean? Yeah. So um, I have a tutorial that I do for like an hour, um, broken down into different sectors. So it's digestible because I know people have short attention spans mm-hmm. um, so just keeping the customer in mind so we helped him he got laid off during COVID hired again in five weeks nice that's crazy. results crazy. I can't wait to see that case study oh, nah. he, no it's crazy it gets even crazier so he um <laughs> I just did the case study with him he was like yeah man, I got hired in five weeks I knew that before like we did the case study or whatever but then he told me in the case study and he got hired at Barnes & Noble as an IT senior audit. 
Okay. So it was like a like a lateral move. Mm-hmm. I think he said he might have said like a five thousand dollar cut from salary, but it was like I needed a job because I got a family and okay. kids to take care of, right? Mm-hmm. So and it was during COVID, like people are still unemployed from COVID. So it was a, it was a it was a different it was a good a good transition. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he used the same resume to put himself back on the market that we gave him in September. This is like right now, like May. Yeah. He said, "Yeah, man, I put my resume back on the um, back on the market, and I got three hits. I got three offers for thirty thousand dollar increase in salary." I said, "Yo, you paying that six hundred dollars, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Killing it on a retirement investment right now." <laughs> Yo, I'm gonna need a bonus or something like. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, man, I think like your res like your resume, like not to you know shameless plug or anything, but like. It's everything, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's the first thing people are seeing, like even for business owners, like the one pager, like I'm even thinking about getting to that space to where we actually, and I actually done one for um, our artist already, Remy, Remy Lazarus, um, mm-hmm. really good guy, 400 North, shout out to 400 North. Um, but they, uh, he's an artist, we did a one pager for him. He's trying to get bookings mm-hmm. at different like colleges, universities, um, whatever the case may be, but mm-hmm. it's a one pager explaining his brand, yeah. what he does, got all his like social media platforms on there, mm-hmm. links where he can send that out as many times as he wants. And it's a one, it's digestible. Yeah, people have short attention spans. It's right. like instead of it's like building that 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 landing page for your website, but in a PDF, right? To where now they can transfer that over yeah. easily. Like yo, check out this document. Here you go. Boom. You got his information, booking, everything on there. Instead of people Absolutely. browsing to your website, yeah. they got to find different things. Nah, you're giving them exactly what they need yeah. in one document. Okay, well, let's not let's not forget this $30,000 return on investment <laughs> real quick. So what is it that you do yeah. on the resume side of things? Do you do you see yourself more as the technical? You Do you understand resumes on a technical standpoint? Is it the language that you guys use? What would you say is your secret sauce? It's, it's, it's really... So... I have a resume checklist on the website too, right? So we actually give this to our clients. Mm-hmm. Right? So people don't understand. I think they underestimate the time and effort it takes to really write a good resume. Mm-hmm. Um, so first and foremost, we want to research. Mm-hmm. Like you have to do your research, market analysis, right? And I always ask people like, when's the last time you check your your temperature in the market? So like, do you know how much you're worth? Because I get. I have, I have like a career discovery quiz that people are taking. They'll tell me their salary. I go look in the market, and the market tells me they should be making twenty thousand more dollars on that, and that's the average person. So it's somebody making a hundred thousand if they're making sixty, right? And you're making fifty. Mm-hmm. And then I see their resume, and it's like doesn't add up. Mm. The value, the value isn't. It's not. It's not there. It's not yeah. showcasing your value mm-hmm. on paper. Mm-hmm. To where somebody's like, oh, oh yeah, this person is worth eighty thousand, right. ninety thousand, mm-hmm. hundred thousand, whatever yeah. the case may be. So what we do is we look up different job descriptions, we look up um, different recruiters for you. We do um, just just analyzing the job description, like scraping the keywords, scraping the skills they want, um, and then doing our just doing our market research, and then we talk to you. So we actually get on a thirty minute intro call. Like I got a customer success manager who actually takes 30 minute intro calls with every client. So they get to know you, you know, learn more about your background, try to get everything out of you, mm-hmm. right? Um, extract the information on what you think you've done. And then we analyze what you tell us and then we match it with what the market needs 
and cultivate that story on paper. Okay. So that's like a transformation process mm -hmm. into cultivating your resume into one to two pages, one page for undergrad entry level, two pages for um, mid-career and executive. I think two pages is like the, it's really good. Like nobody's reading over, like <laughs> nobody wants to read that. Well, I promise you, like it's, yeah. it's too much. You know what I mean? So we stick to four to six bullet points. We, we highlight the overview section for like the applicant tracking system, mm -hmm. which companies are using to like partial keywords um, to make, you know, automation, right? Absolutely. It's a thousand applications. They're not reading a thousand resumes. We want to automate this process. ATS does that for you. Not saying that every company um, does that. Some mm -hmm. companies might go through every single resume. Mm -hmm. you know, the recruiters might come at me a little bit for that, but uh, but I want to put that out there. So, have not, you? Yeah, go ahead. I hate to interrupt, no, but no. have you gotten a chance to um, work with a recruiter and see like how proficient a resume is before it goes before you it goes into your transformation and then how the ATS system picks it up before and after? Yeah, so I have a couple recruiters on call like that I that I constantly are like talking to about, you know, what's going on, what's the process um because I'm not a recruiter, mm -hmm. right? So, I'm an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I find a problem <laughs> and I try to solve it. Mm -hmm. Um so I talk to the people that's actually doing it, right? Yeah. Just like everybody else should be doing when they're trying to find a job, but I do try to talk to them and, you know, keep up to date with what's going on in the market, how are you using the system, mm -hmm. what can we do better to, you know, help our clients get past the system, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I try to stay abrupt with, you know, what's going on in the market, how they're using the system and things like that, for sure. That's, that's, that's really good. It's really good to have that inside knowledge because when it oh, comes to sure. ATS systems, the keywords might change. Like, oh, for sure. all of that is, is systems-based, but you basically answered my question in the sense that you're, you guys is... Um, secret sauce. It's like the market analysis can be done by individual, but to really reach out to someone who is that's what they do, yeah. it can really like catapult your career. So that makes sense. And then you mentioned this um, earlier, like in a, in a conversation we had, but you can't necessarily send people into interviews, right? Like you can't right. you can't do that legwork. So right. even though your market analysis has gotten to a point where you you um, statistically know that they're worth more. Right. How do you get them to know that they're worth more and then go into an interview and convey that worth that you've put on on paper? Right. So we have, um, first and foremost, we have a seven-day process to where after we give you the project, you got seven days to like review everything and let us know if you want to make any changes. Because we want ultimately, we want to make sure that you're comfortable mm -hmm. speaking to what we put on a resume. Okay. Because the resume is the foundation for the interview process. Mm -hmm. People always mess up going into an interview talking <laughs> off the resume. Like, I'm like, stick to what's on the resume. They don't know anything else. Like, people have to understand, and I don't have to tell people this because they know when they're applying for the job, they're submitting their resume, LinkedIn profile, cover letter, or maybe a portfolio. They don't know your family. <laughs> they don't know your friends. Mm -hmm. They don't know none of that. So, like, stop talking about everything else going on in your life and stick to us on the piece of paper that we offered you, right? Yeah. So, we set the foundation and we set the tone for your whole interview process by highlighting the most relevant things you've done and the impact you make to, to show that you can contribute to the overall growth of the company. Okay. Because people want to hire people who bring value. 
Hey guys, it's Ariel from the Work and Play Podcast. If you're getting any value from this channel, and I mean anything from the tutorials to the podcast to the random videos that you see on this channel, then I just ask that you do one thing. Please subscribe. Subscribe and share this to anyone that you think this resonates with and drop a comment below so I know what other things that you want to see next. Now let's get back to the episode. That simple. I don't care about your duties. Cool. I'm a, I'm, first and foremost, I know what you should be doing because I put the, the job application out there. Mm -hmm. You don't have to tell me what a recruiter does. I can look that up on Google, right? Or talk to another recruiter. Mm -hmm. I need to know what Ariel has done as a recruiter at XYZ Company to see how she will be a good fit for my organization. Yeah. It's that simple. Okay. How do you how do you close that learning gap? So let's say you you've done a a, a bang up job on the resume, right? You've conveyed everything that that's great about that client into yeah. the paper. Seven days and they're like they're still kind of so, talking about all this. Yeah, what, so what do you do? We do offer interview coaching and career coaching mm -hmm. to kind of like you know help people articulate their values because that's a whole nother thing. Yes, like we can do the resume, but if you can't speak to it, then that's another something we need to work on, right? Right. Um, so that's how we close that gap, right? Okay. We do the interview coaching um, with our, we got some executive coaches on our team that's, that specialize in that stuff. So we focus on really two things, boosting your confidence, because that's ultimately the, the key to unlocking a award-winning career and landing that, that dream job. Second, we want to make sure that you can actually speak to everything that's on the resume, because that's the only foundation that you've turned in that they can use against you. They're only using what you turned in. So like I said, don't go off the whim and talk about your whole life story when the resume is all they know about mm -hmm. or their LinkedIn profile is all they know about. Mm -hmm. So use that to cultivate your story and answer the question they ask. Yeah. So that's how, that's how we kind of, you know, bridge that gap for entry-level mid-career and and ultimately executive professionals yeah i mean and the skill set is transferable like what you're no doing is, is literally closing that gap for anyone out there any pay grade no who facts. just needs to bridge the gap between what they how they how awesome they are and then what they say on paper and then communicating that so i love i love what you do i gotta like give that to my clients because what one of the things that we talk about from going from from corporate to entrepreneurship is conveying your your um your story, your story and your your value. Yeah. Now you said that you were interested in going into entrepreneurship, and you mentioned that that one pager, right? Yeah. yeah. So how else could you like? Okay, so one of the things that um, I'll tell my clients is to help brand themselves, mm -hmm. or is to start speaking to the values that they have outside of the company. Start speaking to the gifts that they have, independent of what your job title says. How would you help a person who is going from that corporate brand mm -hmm. to an entrepreneur brand without any like blow ups where they're afraid that the company's going to find out that they're into entrepreneurship too soon? How would you help them make that that transition on their LinkedIn? So, I mean, talk about what you know. Mm -hmm. Right. So I don't think any company will be mad at you talking about your job. Mm -hmm. It's positive stuff. right? Absolutely. So, like, Honestly, that's going to build the brand for the company. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly and truly, like, now they got somebody, like, I'm a financial analyst at Adobe. So if I'm talking about what a financial analyst does, the hardships, the outcomes, the benefits, like, 
that's boosting the, the company's morale. Like they yeah. know where I work at because LinkedIn tells you. Exactly. That's honestly boosting their credibility, but it's also boosting your own brand. Mm-hmm. To where now you're actually a thought leader in this financial analyst space. Yeah. See what I'm saying? So take the skill sets you already have and like I tell everybody, like Adobe's my client. I can do financial analyst stuff for other businesses. Mm-hmm. The same skills I'm learning there, I can you know how many small businesses don't have financial models? Right. I can easily, yo, let's get let's get your finances together. <laughs> Yeah. Here's the cost. This is what I would do. This is the project scope. Done. Mm-hmm. Freelance work. But now you have a client that could also pay you on a retainer after you do that project. Yeah. You might. That's bookkeeping. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Same thing. You're already doing it. You're doing it at one organization. Go ahead and multiply and do it for 10, 15 different other organizations. You talking real, real, real stuff. And then, <laughs> and, then, and then you learn how to automate the process. Yes. To where you got systems doing what you would do for the organization. Speak on it. And now you're free up the time. Speak on now it. Now you ain't got a man you to work. And you might just come up with a startup idea to where now you got 15 people that like it. Now you're scaling some million, a million people like it. That's it right there. Come on. That's it sounds like when you're ready to do this entrepreneur, that, that entrepreneur is your client, yeah. they're going to be set up really, like, perfect. Nah, for sure. Like, that's that's where the, that's where the money at, too. Because yeah, what I've learned is even job seekers, like, I think they're hesitant because it's only one person paying them. <laughs> they're like, oh, after I get my job, I'm good. That they're comfortable, they get complacent. But your skill set is valuable to more than the company that you're working at. Yeah. You can do the same thing for multiple people because everybody has the same need. You might have to learn their system, their processes, or really you make your own brand and you tell people their system and processes. Exactly. That's it. Yeah. Because nobody's telling me how to run Spark Your Resume. Mm-hmm. I'm putting it out like this. This is what we do. This is how it's happening. Yeah, you can offer suggestions. I take the suggestions from my teammates and everything like that because I don't necessarily do their job every single day. So, like, how can I make your job easier? Of course, of course, that that, that can happen. But when you're taking on a new client, then yo, this is how it's happening. This is how it's going to work. This is the proven results we've had for X, Y, Z clients. We can do the same for you. Yes. And that's how that's how you run a a successful side business that ultimately can turn into your full business after it replaces your income as your nine to five. Mm-hmm. But what you're talking about right now, what I really love, it's that mindset shift. Yeah. I'm so glad those words came out of your mouth because everything you said is if if they need to re- if y'all need to replay it, take some notes okay. and one, step one, step two, step three, start with what you know. That's that's the that's the first step sure. to the yellow brick road. I mean, think about it. Like you already spent 15 years at a company learning. Mm-hmm. One thing, mm-hmm. one large, like one skill, 15 years. I know people that has been at the company for 25 years. Yeah. Making $80,000. You know how much that one skill set could pay you if you just multiply? It's crazy out here. Okay, look. So you, it's it's really clear. It's really clear that you're, you're, you're in a space where... 
you have soaked up enough information and enough experiences and you've put it into this business that's helping people on so many different levels. And you're going to eventually branch into this entrepreneurial space, which I cannot wait because I'll be, I'm going to be tapping into your services for my clients. Yeah. Um, now we need to talk about partnerships. Oh my gosh. Right, that, that is, woo, man. Um, <laughs> that's so cool. So I, I'm curious to know, and even before um, that decision that you had to make, you had that 1.9, you made a decision to go into um, business for yourself instead of in, leave your, your passion behind. Yeah. So let's go a little bit further back. Like, where did you grow up? Like, what, what was life like as a kid? Yeah, so born and raised in Atlanta, um, Northside Hospital. Um, born like my mom and dad, they... Got a house in Stone Mountain, been living at the same house as I was born, which is crazy. That like, is crazy. Yeah, the, the house is old as me. <laughs> that's stable yeah, right there. Yeah, oh, that's, man, that's, that's crazy. That's love, it's, too. It's crazy um, to even think about that. But, but yeah, man, they, they've been a blessing. Um, and then, I mean, just growing up, I was always involved in sports. And I think sports has really just made my career just, like, seamless because... The things you learn in sports is like time efficiency, dedication, hard work, teamwork, mm-hmm. right? Even networking, like mm-hmm. getting to know different players mm-hmm. on the team. Because mm-hmm. y'all got to eventually come together to win this game. Right. So like all of that stuff can translate into your professional experiences. And that's what it's done for me, to be honest. Like how I grew a team and then honestly I would even say my my upbringing like my mom and dad they've been together since they were like 15 um grandparents I know grandparents in my life like just having that family oriented uh environment has taught me the value of you know having good people around you that also care about you you know what I'm saying more than just monetarily you know like it's really about people that genuinely see what you can do and pouring into that. Um, and nobody's there for, oh, I know how much money he about to make. Let me ride this train out right. and break break my break a piece of my pie at the end. You know yeah. what I mean? They really want to see you succeed, money or no money type deal. So, um, and that's taught me how to, you know, vet people out, like who's in my circle, who's not. Mm-hmm. Um, and even let people go. I think that's honestly even more important than bringing people in. It's like, yeah. yo, you gotta let, like, you you evolve over time. And everybody that's with you today will not be with you tomorrow. Right. So, and it's okay. Like, don't, you know, don't feel bad about that because it, it happens. You know what I'm saying? You wish them the best, love them from a distance, and keep things moving. Because at the end of the day, man, you gotta do what's best for you. Um, and I wholeheartedly, I wholeheartedly believe that it's important to, you know, care about others. But I, seriously, at the end of the day, you got to do what's best for you because if you're not at your best, you can't help anybody else. Absolutely. So. 100%. Yeah. You're such a grounded person. And now it makes sense, like, how a person one your age could influence so many people on so many different levels and how your, your number, like, your, your background even validates your wisdom for being able to like bring a sense of of calmness bring a sense of security bring a sense of like understanding of what it takes to 
um, have a, a cooperative unit, like from watching your parents grow up yeah. and into having that foundation as a as a young athlete. Um, it's really just astounding how you packaged all that up into this one person. Yeah. You got so much more life to live. I know, I know. I appreciate that first and foremost. But, um, yeah, I mean, experiences ultimately, I mean, they, they, they formulate your life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's the things you take away from those experiences that make you who you are today. Yeah. And I took the bits and pieces that I needed because every part of that experience I didn't need. Mm -hmm. I had to let it go. Football, for example. But I took the learnings out of football and implemented that into my professional experience. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the type of stuff you gotta learn on the way. Mm -hmm. I don't even think it can be like really taught. I think it's just yeah. like, you gotta know, okay, where I wanna go in life and then what did I learn in this experience that I can implement in this experience right. so I'm not making the same mistakes? Yeah, it's a it's a level of self-awareness that no, you have, for sure. For sure. Self-awareness is key. Mm -hmm. And I'm still getting better at that. You're going to always be getting better at it. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not fully self-aware of where I want to be. Mm -hmm. but I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to say I'm comfortable, but I'm in, a, I'm in a space where it's like, okay, I know who I am. Yeah. And you're clear on how to tell your story. I mean, right. like, even from young, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, one of the things I'm curious about, because you're, you're, you seem so serious as a young person. Were you a serious kid? Did you have any fun? What did fun look like? I know, right? <laughs> That's, I mean, honestly, honestly, I had a lot of fun. Yeah? Like, what was I that? didn't get this serious and really until, like, after I stopped playing football. Mm. Like, mm, my, so, like, my fun was sports. Yeah. And now I'm, like, I'm finding that fun, like, entrepreneurship is a sport mm. it's fun to me like it's like yo i got people actually buying my product and service that i just it. created 15 minutes ago i mean 15 months ago mm -hmm. so 15 minutes right ago. <laughs> 15, 15 months ago you yeah, know what i mean yeah. like that's still crazy to me today mm -hmm. it's like folks actually believe in what we can do mm -hmm. um and we got proven results to you know get to that point or build that level of credibility but i had to get that first client mm -hmm. that could actually like i did where i didn't have results i had to sell myself on like yo we can do this for you we can help you in this way this is what we do this is how we do it yeah. here's our process here's our our payment plan like whatever yeah. right so entrepreneurship is a sport man yeah it's a sport and mm. you gotta love it and you gotta be dedicated to it mm. you gotta you gotta you gotta nourish it when you say um, it's starting, like things are like coming together in my brain. But you, when you say you, you started your business 15, minutes, 15 months ago, <laughs> now you got me saying it. Um, and uh, you got your first client. I hear you say we, right? Now, when you went into business, did you have a team off the top or did you have to like start off? Um, so, yeah, my first my first hire was actually a marketing social media manager. Okay. And. That was like really when I started the business because I knew we needed to build the brand. Mm -hmm. Like I knew brand building was important. People had to know what we do. And I always tell people this like, in with job seeking, you can be the best person for the job, but if nobody knows you, it's irrelevant. Mm -hmm. I got a best resume writing company, but if nobody knows about us, it's irrelevant. Yeah. It's all about exposure. Mm -hmm. Exposure brings opportunity. It's just that simple. And when I started, I was like, okay, we need to focus on marketing because nobody knows that we're not generating any revenue, Yeah. right? So my first hire was a social media manager and I ran everything myself. 
So sales, I was doing the resumes, I was doing the LinkedIn's, I was, I built the Squarespace website by myself, like YouTube, bro, YouTube University, like. Right on. Take advantage of mm -hmm. it. I promise you, you can learn a lot on YouTube. If you ask Google the right questions, and YouTube is owned by Google, <laughs> like they, they got the two number one search engines in the world, you will find everything you need to know in life. Yeah. In life. My number one skill is being resourceful. I am a very, I'm a resourceful individual. Like, I don't know everything, but I'm gonna find out. Yeah. I'm gonna make sure I find out. And <laughs> when I find out and I study it, oh, it's over with. Mm. It's over with. I, I'm good. You know, so I'm gonna ask the right questions. I'm gonna get all the information I need, pay for the resources if I need to pay for them. Yeah. Like, invest in myself. And it's that simple. Like, that's the key to entrepreneurship. I feel like resourcefulness. If you are resourceful, you can do anything. You can do anything. I, I, I didn't know how to do all this stuff. Yeah. But I'm resourceful. Yeah. And I use my resources to 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 pave my my way to being a success, uh, successful entrepreneur. So your first your first hire was a social media manager. When did you start to duplicate yourself? I think that was like May. Really? Yeah, like the first month. I got like ten orders at one time. Mm. Oh yeah, I'm not doing this. I'm not mm. doing this again. It's too much. Uh, <laughs> I, literally, I literally stayed up for like three days straight, knocking out orders because they were due. I was like, "Yeah, this is this is crazy. Like, yeah. I'm not doing this. I cannot immediately put out my applications for resume consultants. That's why I call them resume mm. consultants because mm -hmm. they were more than just resume writers. They were actually like taking those intro calls and like the business has changed so much in the past 15 months. It's crazy, but um. What I've learned is like, always adapt. Yeah. Like, be willing to adapt and adjust to the market. You know what I mean? Because now I found that I might even find better writers overseas, but they don't even take intro calls. Hire the customer success manager, who's mm -hmm. the middleman. He are, you know he gets on the intro call via Zoom, records it, sends the information to the resume writer on the back end. They watch the intro call with the client, get the project done, turn it back into him. He makes sure everything good. I love you know it. I mean? So, and we got a client portal now through Basecamp called Basecamp Three um, that we got in that we implemented to our system like I think two months ago. Because before we were sending out you know emails like that's <laughs> man that was that alone just caused me a headache. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I don't know what was going on in my business. So I was like, yeah, we got to cut this out. I got to find a, a portal. To like where we can onboard clients and I created to-do list, like SOPs again. Like I got client to-do list, I got mm -hmm. resume consultants to-do list, I got mm -hmm. customer success manager to-do list, I got admins to-do list, my CEO to-do list. Yeah. Like, yo, this is what we're doing Monday through Friday for your eight hour shift. This is what you're doing. Let's make it happen. Yes. I know what I'm doing after this interview. I'm yeah, so, all my processes together. All the processes. I mean, that's the systems, the automation. Like, I use Zapier for automation. Okay. And I'm even thinking about, honestly, starting my own marketing agency to where we even do automation for small businesses. Because I'm just, I'm really nice with it. Like, mm. I mean, like, what's really nice, right? So, like, I'm still learning from <laughs> other, like, certified automation specialists. Because I just got into it. But if you go to my website right now, like I mentioned before, I'm like, you download anything, you purchase anything, you're getting everything you need right now. Yeah. 
in minutes. Yeah. And I'm here doing a podcast episode. You know what I'm saying? The business can run by itself. Yeah. And I know what a stopping point is. Like the manual, the manual transition from you purchasing a package right now would be when my customer success manager has to send you an invite to our portal. That's the only. That's the only thing manual. That's it. Mm-hmm. After that, you're good. You, you're in the portal. You got everything you need. Okay. And the only reason I couldn't do that, I, I might be able to figure out a way, um, but Zapier doesn't allow you to like. Because I got to create the project based on, like, the person's name coming through Shopify. Mm-hmm. The project won't get created till then. And then I got to, like, if I could if I could find a way to, like, put their email and first name and last name into the project, mm-hmm. it'll be good. But the, the project has to be created first. Yeah. So the project's not even there to where Zapier can find the project. And it's based on, like, a unique ID. Yeah. So if the project's not there, there's no unique ID. Yeah. So. Ooh, um, that system's top. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, remember, I remember building my website, trying to make yeah, all of the yeah. systems talk together. It, the thing about it is um, when you go from corporate, yeah. so I spent seven years in corporate before I went into entrepreneurship. Okay. Okay. When you go into corporate, you're used to everything working like it's supposed to work. You you like you pretty much spend whatever money needs to be spent because it's not on your dime. That's a fact. And the data that you have is endless you can find unique uh, identifiers you can find whatever data you need to link to another table and create whatever query you need to create but when you're working at the entrepreneurial level everything is so granular so this system talk is like do you enjoy that part of the business oh i love the systems Mm. that's why i want to start a business like Mm -hmm. i need to start like people have already been like every time i show somebody how i run the business they're like yo can you, can you do that? Can you do that for me? Because I don't, I don't have like the time. It. I don't yeah. have the time. And then the thing about systems, like, you have to know your workflows before yeah. you can even get into systems. So, like, mm-hmm. you got to understand, what's your what's your lead gen strategy? Like, how are you getting people to opt in? Mm-hmm. Is it Facebook Lead gen ads? for everybody is lead generation. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah lead generation. So, you know, entrepreneurs. Look, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, we talking to corporate people. We got to, they're yeah, working out fact, their way. Yeah. Fact. So, yeah, lead generation. <laughs> so, lead generation is how are you gaining people into your system? How are you getting clients to opt into your your, your platform, your mm-hmm. system, whatever, mm-hmm. to get into, like, they're interested in what you do, right? Mm-hmm. Whether that be an email list, a free, a free download. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really, like, the main two is, like, ads, Facebook ads, mm-hmm. Facebook ads, email list. Um, and then like a free downloadable, right? Yeah. That's like the main three ways for people to like kind of opt into your system. And what I tell people is like, ask for everything. First name, last name, email, phone number. Don't make it required, mm-hmm. but ask for it because yeah. you'll be surprised how many people actually give you their phone number. Yeah. To where now I can text you, I can call you, or I can directly communicate with you instead of just email because folks check their email whenever they want, right? Um... So we actually implemented a system where I'm sending out text messages automatically, like all through my CRM, which is called Keep. Okay. Um, yeah, Keep Fire. You use a lot of different systems I've never heard, but um, Keep is definitely one of those. Yeah, Keep. Okay. Oh, mm-hmm. I, got, I got an entrepreneur's playbook. Okay. The same, oh. Same, same as plug. Hey. Ten dollars. Okay. Easy. So we'll put we'll put the link in the bio now. Now do my do my listeners get any type of like discount? Yeah, for sure. You okay, all right, I'll give them half off. That would be half dope. Half off the ebook, five dollar ebook. Okay. Oh, look at it. We're gonna put the link in the bio for sure. Yeah, half off five dollar ebook. Um, I go through 
literally all the systems I use, 42 pages. From marketing, okay. finance, sales, mm -hmm. operations, IT. I mm -hmm. even got my lawyers in there. Yeah. So, like, I'm giving you all the resources, all the contacts, because one thing I've noticed is, like, I'm very resourceful, right? Yeah. And I do my due diligence on, like, learning what tools and systems are best for my business. Mm-hmm. Not saying that all the tools and systems that I use are best for your business. Mm -hmm. But, I, like, everybody I've talked to, like, the CRM I'm using is good for most businesses because it does everything in one platform. Mm -hmm. It's a learning curve. But it does everything in one platform. Okay. So you don't have to do, you don't got to go invest in this system. You don't got to go invest in this system. Everything is in one hub where you're paying one person mm -hmm. or one company yeah. an invoice every month. Okay. Instead of five, six, seven different companies right? okay. to, to integrate with everything that you need to happen. Okay. So I break it down from like HR, IT, web development, sales, marketing, finance, legal, everything you need to run your business, operations. Mm -hmm. um, and and it's honestly it's it's pretty dope. It's yeah. Forty-two pages of free free game. I can imagine. I have I got so many other questions about systems, but I'm curious, still curious about your journey because yeah. um, I do believe that one of the biggest boss moves is to create your business while you're still in college, whether you're in your undergrad or if you're in your master's program. I just believe. That's a that's a boss move for me. But I want to okay. hear your perspective and why you would suggest someone do that who's still an undergrad. If you're still an undergrad, um, you got nothing to lose. Honestly and truly, like that's probably the easiest time for you to create a business. Mm -hmm. No kids, no fam, like none of that. Mm -hmm. You got no really res like real responsibilities. Mm -hmm. And I always tell people this, like get into as many clubs as possible because if i wasn't the president of my business fraternity i would not know how to run a business what do you mean as a president you're mm -hmm. the ceo yeah i had chairs and vice presidents right under me yeah those are my employees mm -hmm. those are my staff members. i don't like i don't like to say employee i like team members those are my team members we got different sectors of the business. We had social media, like social media chair, like um, brotherhood chair. Like it was different sectors, and then they had people under them, like membership mem like members underneath their underneath their uh, committees. Just like a company, like yeah. an organization. Yeah. We got the CEO. We got the exec board. We got sectors of finance, operations, legal, IT, web development, all of that, and then you got people working under each of those, each of those sectors. Same thing. If I wasn't in that, if I didn't gain that area of, of expertise, like I don't think I would be uh, as successful as I was now because that was free. Yeah. That was, that was free. That was free experience. Like it yeah. was hell. Sorry, yeah. Like, but like, it was a lot to manage. Yeah. To, to. Like I had fifty people on, like in 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 my chapter, and then you still gotta manage like other stuff outside of just your chapter, like regional stuff. So you got VPs from Atlanta Gulf Coast calling you about certain stuff. You got your chapter acting a hot mess, like what they got going on today. Mm -hmm. 
it's a lot. Like, yeah. to manage 50, that's like 50 employees. Yeah, and, and your employees essentially are college students, so they're not even people who are on the payroll well, and got the act right. Well, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no, exa exactly. <laughs> yeah. So if you can manage those people, right. you can most definitely manage professional people, people that know they're getting a check yes. for what they're doing. You know what I mean? Yes. So, it's really free game. Like it's free experience. Like college gives you a lot of free experience and a lot of room to fail. If you don't fail at least ten times in college, you haven't done what you need to do. Ooh. And my network is immaculate. I can go back to Georgia State right now. Leave, leave, right now, because I've made connections with important people. Important people. Important people. Like. We just got a new president. Oh, I'm about to go meet him soon. Send that email off. Call up there. I need to know him. Yeah. Because eventually I'm going to build something where I'm selling it in Georgia State for your students to get hired. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So relationships, man. And I think the average closing deal for like B2B is like eight months. Okay. I'm not expecting to close a B2B deal when I first called. No. Yeah. I've been talking to a couple companies for the past year and a half. Still haven't closed the deal. But we, we keep building our process, keep building our systems, getting testimonials, right? Getting that social proof. And then we go back. Yo, we got this now. Check it out. And we've already been building that relationship to where now mm -hmm. they like, know, and trust me. Yes. People hire who they like, know, and trust. Yes. It's that simple. I like how you said um, that first tip, getting into club organizations oh, would yeah. never, I mean, like, of course, I think as a young um, college student, I knew that, so I did it. Yeah. But the way you just positioned it gives anyone the clear understanding of what to look for when you go into an organization, that structure. So you did have the finance degree, so it taught you the books. And then, <laughs> so I get that. Yeah, yeah. But then the organization, and it sounds like honestly, any organization could do that because I was an RHA, and we had the or, the treasurer and the the That's media awesome. per, residence hall association. Right. What do people that don't know? Right. What do people that do not know? Residence hall association was the second largest organization outside of SGA. Okay. And yeah. so, what's SGA? Student Government Association. There Thank you. Know. you. There you know. <laughs> And so what you just broke down was not just, hey, you know how parents tell you, hey, do this. Yeah. A lot of times parents or, or my mentors will say join a club, um, right. a club. But what you just said was join a club and then you gave them what to look for when they get into a club. And it's, it's not even just join the club. Mm -hmm. It's actually like take, take in leadership mm -hmm. experience mm -hmm. in the club because being a member is cool, but being a president even better. Yeah. Telling you, yeah. like, you're gonna learn so much. Mm -hmm. It's not even funny. I'm some. I'm up 3 a.m. working, working <laughs> for people that don't even care. Yeah. So imagine you 3 a.m. working for people that do care. Yeah. You're gonna love it. Yeah. You're gonna love it. But I had to go through that to even understand what that even felt like. Yeah. And that's that's free free experience. I can mess up a budget and be good. I can make the wrong marketing decision and be fine. When it comes to that business, yeah. you got a limited amount of mistakes <laughs> until you run out of cash. Yeah. Get the free experience while you can. Volunteering isn't always just volunteering. Yeah. 
because it's about what you take out of that volunteer experience and implement into your real life. Speak it's on impactful. it. Yeah. And all of this stuff is literally packaged into your brain and into your team's brain. And it oh, goes sure. into the products. At least as of right now, you just have Spark Your Resumes. But I can see a million businesses that you can create off the relationship knowledge that you have, yeah. storytelling knowledge that you have, the systems knowledge that you have, business knowledge, business organization knowledge that you have. So yeah. you're, you are a speeding bullet right now. Hey, I'm, trying to, I'm just trying to niche it down. Mm -hmm. consistent mm -hmm. and bring as much value as possible. Absolutely. I think, and, and we talked about this off camera, um, yeah. but that niching down, I think is definitely going to make key. you lethal. It's going to make you lethal. It's key. So, it's oh, key. were you going to say something? No, no, you good. I was going to say, um, well, one, it's been a pleasure, super pleasure to talk to someone with, at such high vibration. Yeah. Um, and at such a young age, it's crazy. Like sometimes I feel like a couple of years make me a, a year, a, years apart, decades apart from people who are in my, my generation. But it really is refreshing to hear from you. And I think um, there are a lot of people who could learn from you at higher levels as well as poor right behind you. So one of the things I like to do on the show is reach back. <laughs> you're yeah. you're really like at the you're not at the beginning. You have so many years under your belt, so I'm not even gonna discredit that. Yeah. So one of the things that I like to do on the show is reach back exactly. as we're moving forward. And what I mean is, there's somebody who's following in your footsteps. Yeah. There's somebody who wants to make a transition and go into entrepreneurship or leave football. Like they might even be at that intersection where yeah. football is life right now. Yeah. And I'm curious to know what, if you could identify or pinpoint one one area or one person or one place in that transition and speak to that person, speak into them and help them understand how to take their next step, Yeah. what would you say? It starts with you. It's not about where you're at right now, but like who you are right now and where you want to be. Like you got to really think about your future, man. Um, paint that picture. Who do I want to be in five years and how am I going to make that happen? That's what I did. I knew I wasn't going to the NFL. And right now, this is what folks playing for. They playing to get to the next level. Yeah. So me playing really isn't important. That's not going to get me to the next level. Playing football for four years will get me to the NFL. My goal wasn't to get to the NFL. So my that didn't align with my goal. So I had to walk away. I had to pivot. Right? But I'm taking I'm taking all my experience that I've learned over the past two years playing football in college and implementing that into on campus experience and identifying my path. Mm -hmm. So like the first step, first and foremost, is to like figure out what do I look like even two years down the line. I don't even think five. Two years. Where do you want to be two years from now? Because what most people do, they look back a year from now and they're in the same position they're in and they regret it. Damn, I didn't do nothing over the past two, 12 months. I'm in the same position I'm in from June 2020 <laughs> to June 2021. And they're like, where did time go? Mm -hmm. But if you're constantly, I mean constantly trying to improve, and reach your goals, you'll find yourself successful or even like that next level up, you know what I'm saying? To, to reaching that goal, that, you, that picture that you painted for yourself. Mm -hmm. Because that's most important. Like you have, to, you have to see it to yeah. believe it. 
Yeah. And you can't avoid what you see. So write it down. Yeah. Put it on the wall. Somewhere where you're going to look at every single day before you brush your teeth in the morning. Put it on your mirror. I got to be this. So you don't lose hindsight of life. Everything else is going to come into your life. You want to have friends that want to go out. I can't go out tonight, bro. I got, I, I, I know my picture. You know what I'm saying? Like, I had to put myself into to a place where I had to remind myself every day who I wanted to be. Yo, why you quit football? I still, like, you know what I'm saying? I still hear that to this day. Like, man. But now I hear, oh, you made, a, you made the right decision. Mm-hmm. But two years ago, folks didn't think I made the right decision. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So, man, I'm so glad you left. I'm, I'm so glad you left football, bro. You're doing well for yourself. But if I didn't make that decision, <laughs> that wouldn't be that statement right now. You know what I mean? Right. So, like, you got to bet on yourself and understand your, your picture. Paint that picture. Leonardo da Vinci. <laughs> but, uh, that's what I would say. Paint, paint the picture and um, remind yourself who you who you want to be every day. And I think you'll, you'll most definitely find your way to getting there. That's beautiful. Yeah. It's been such a pleasure to talk to you. Look, I have enjoyed this conversation thoroughly, and I hope you've been taking notes. We talk, we actually talked about so much, and I appreciated your journey the most. But yeah. what you guys are going to get is these links, and I'm going to put them in the bottom of the um the description yeah so that y'all can go ahead and cop both of those products um because i think those are going to be um valuable to help you change your life and go from that shift from employee to entrepreneur so um before we get out of here leander how do they get connected with you for sure so um linkedin is probably my number one platform so leander howard the second on linkedin um leander howard the second on instagram facebook uh Twitter, things like Leander Howard. Um, and then you got Spark Your Resume, Spark underscore your resume on Instagram, Spark Your Resume on LinkedIn, Facebook, Google, and then the podcast, Spark Your Success. So you got Spark under your underscore your success on Instagram, um, Spotify, Apple, anywhere you listen to podcasts, we got there. So let's yeah. go. Thank y'all so much for listening and thank you for watching. Until next time, I'm going to see you guys later. Peace out. Peace. See you soon.